0: Hello, hello, hello! I am your Tabitha Brown, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In yo Mouth. Oh. In Your Mouth. I'm the queen of food, who's always Sheep. in the mood to lick it right, lick it good. Show oh, you how to. Oh God, God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey, I'm coming. In Your Mouth. I got the mouth. goosebumps. <laughs> Comfortable. Ah. Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most, Munoz. And how the hell did we get to March already? I feel like we just were were singing "Should Old Acquaintance Be." Forgot anybody else with me, but I am here for the sun setting later and this weird New York weather where one day it's 70 and then the next day it's 13. Global warming is a thing, but um, I'm just... I need a little sunshine. The sun, i and I need it on my skin to get this tan back, honey. I need it all, folks. Um, other than that, I am super excited for today's episode, so I'm just going to get to the getting on because one of my favorite people... Is here with me. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, Ms. Cicely Sierra. Say hi. Hello. Welcome.
2: Hello, welcome.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome, Cicely Sierra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad. I'm so excited for this. Um. How I, I can't believe you're back. Hey, in your mouth listeners. Um, Cicely was on the pod before, and the date was June 24th, 2020. It was two years ago. Almost. It's
2: been two years. Two years. Wow. I mean, I'm still
0: sliding up into your DMs all the time, but
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so grateful for it too. Wow, two years? A lot of change, that's right?
0: Absolutely the same. We were like, yeah. we were oh like my God. deep was- in deep in the lockdown, honey. We were locked yeah, down. Sure. You were feeding the peoples. Yes.
2: Wow. I can't even that's wow. I can't believe that was two years ago, but also it feels like it was five years ago. Yeah, it feels like it was
0: time. a very, very long time ago. Well, I mm-hmm. am so happy yeah. to have you back here with me to, you know, just just to kiki and catch up, but you know, this is old hat for you. So, before we get anywhere in the grand tradition of in yo mouth, I need to wish you happy National Banana Cream Pie Day! No! (laughs) Uh, The way I hate
2: bananas... Listen, okay, so I have mixed feelings about this because I really find them so disrespectful. But... I will eat, like, the syrup from the Bananas Foster and the ice cream. And when I was younger, I would eat banana cream pie. Like, that's as far as you could get me. But maybe that's because I would trick myself to be like, don't worry, girl, just tastes like coconut cream pie. It's fine.
0: Uh, but it doesn't taste like coconut cream pie because bananas are very specific. Also, if I had a dime for every disrespectful banana that I have met in my life... <laughs>
2: Always, and I know people are like, "This is the most disgusting thing," but it feels like you chewed it, and right before you got to the end, you spit out. He was like, "Oh, taste this, girl, so good."
0: <laughs> I like a banana. Listen, there's always a frozen banana in my wow. freezer. Obviously, where else would a frozen banana be? <laughs> um, and. For, for, cause I make nice cream, Ooh. right? Are, are you on the nice cream? Yeah. Are you on the, oh, well you don't like bananas. Yeah,
2: right? but I get it. I mean, nice it's like weird to- because my kids like bananas and I don't want to like impart my poor perspective onto them. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: wait, if you don't like bananas, does this mean you don't like plantains?
2: So I'm struggling with that because everyone's like, they don't taste the same. But I do like plantain chips, so that's as far as I've gotten. Like, people will—like, I'll order right? a meal. Mm-mm. No, I haven't done it yet. I can't.
0: Not with the—well, uh, you know, sweet plantains, especially for uh, for my Puerto Rican people, mm-hmm. are very controversial, I found out. Like, you know— really? um, very controversial, yeah. People don't people. It's like almost a sin to admit you don't like the sweet plantain. You know.
2: <laughs> okay, does the sweet um, one tastes like a banana. I haven't done it because my 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 disgust for bananas is so grave
0: that like. No, it tastes like sweet plantain. Okay, I, it right. it literally tastes like sweet plantain, but it's kind of banana y but it's not banana. Like, banana is so specific. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, walking down, we all know I live in Times Square, and walking down the street, I saw one of those, like, little airplane bottles of 99 bananas on the street, and I'm like, who the hell is drinking this? No one. (laughs) You know what I'm
2: saying? See, this is why I'd be like, let me not impart my problematic views into the world. People love them. They're delicious.
0: They uh, they are. Have you ever had like the the mini bananas, like no. the little? They they come like really no. tiny. Why little? would I do that? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh.
0: The last thing I'm gonna say about bananas is I also I know you don't like them, but for those of you out there that do, if you're if you do not eat your bananas, spotty and brown, right? I don't know what's wrong with you because that's that's where they're most delicious if you're a banana lover right you got to have all the spots right there are people who won't who won't do that right it's even in the Chiquita banana song she sings about having spots you okay, know?
2: so no, um, I'm gonna, mm, mm. right?
0: It, it's it's one of those like you don't have it, it's okay. You don't have to take the banana to the clinic just because it has spots, yeah. right? That that's the good. That's <laughs> what
2: I do agree. With. But you know, I do buy them, or I'll let my kids eat them, and then I take the peel because I'm a plant lady, and I take the peel and I put it in the soil. Oh
0: well, yeah, that's that's. So I'm so cool. grateful
2: for mm-hmm. that for
0: bananas. You know, people are making. People are cooking those banana peels and doing stuff with them. I saw that on TikTok. Yeah. People do a lot with them. Right, it. but, but we're, we're... yeah, I I don't know for what and I'm not I'm not about to start doing it. But we are way <laughs> off the rails. You know what? Banana cream pie. Well, what is your favorite pie before I move um, on?
2: I'm very black. It's sweet potato. Oh, yeah. Okay. It t- okay. it's like, you know, I however, um I do love a good bean pie. I it is
0: a like a pie. yeah,
2: like a white bean. It's something so it's interesting because the only people who make them well are Muslims. And so growing up, you would have to like when they sell the newspaper, like like I lived in LA. So like they you would get an, a Muslim newspaper and a bean pie. It was like the it was really interesting. Yeah. So that and then um Is that
0: sweet? I've never heard of It's
2: Absolutely white bean delicious.
0: Pie. It is sweet, but it's really creamy. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm I'm looking them up right now. But you have
2: to find oh. someone. It's like Black Muslim community. You have to find, because the rest of us, we don't do it. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's like incredible. Um, I used to love coconut okay. cream pie, but after having Marley, my youngest, I'm allergic to coconuts now, so I can't
0: have that anymore. <laughs> that's, yeah, so that's crazy. Re- that's crazy. Right, <laughs> The body is yeah, rude all around. Of- well, no matter whether you love banana cream pie, coconut cream pie, or just a disrespectful banana, mm-hmm. um, we support you on this day. <laughs> and moving right along to this day in gay history, Cicely, there was so much political mm-hmm. thing, so many political things that happened in history for the gays uh, on this day. And I couldn't bring myself to do it because oh, there's so much politics happening on the news every two seconds yeah. these days. Um, the, the lightest one, and this isn't even that light, I found, was uh, that in 1985, the FDA licenses the first HIV blood test, right? And I just thought it was interesting because we just got COVID tests and we're getting COVID tests in right. the mail. And, you know, um, and that was just another pandemic that people just don't talk about. Right, and, right. And so, you know, I just it's it's all really heavy on this day in gay history and 1985 wasn't that long ago. No. And I just kind of wa- I just kind of want to sidestep the politics today because yeah. um everywhere everywhere whether it's Instagram, TikTok uh, the television or wherever you're just getting a media feed is a it's lot overload. of news today. And it's frightening. It's it's overload and it's frightening and um we're sending we're sending out our our love today, right? To the Ukrainian people, right? May they find peace and solace someplace, you know? And hopefully this will all be over soon in the best of all possible ways. But I want to get to the getting on and get to you. So, in your mouth listeners, if you don't know, and you probably already do, Cicely Sierra is a professional chef with 17 years of professional experience. Starting her career as a personal chef, interning at the LA Times Test Kitchen, And then being the executive sous sous chef, why couldn't I say sous chef, on one of Los Angeles's most popular dessert trucks to also being a chef instructor at one of the most well-known retail culinary establishments. Establishments across multiple locations and states. She has opened restaurants in both California and New York City, and has dabbled in hot sauce, spices, and food packaging. But her passion is people and sandwiches. Sandwiches. We got to yeah. get to that. I'm. Uh, she is so thrilled that this uh, next part of her journey is teaching the principles of cooking through the simplicity of sandwiches. And I it would be a miss for me if I did not mention that if you were watching a whole. Lot of television in 2001 <laughs> you may have seen that gorgeous face on upn's popular show one-on-one re-released during the pandemic on netflix yeah. honey we have full-on gorgeous celebrity <laughs> with us today y'all
2: <laughs> it's so funny that like since it's come back out on netflix like my my kids watch it and it's my 10 year old I don't know if it initially didn't click to her that, like, that wasn't my real life. So, like, she'll come up to me and be like, so you wanted to be a cheerleader. Or she'll be like, so you were drinking on the bus in high school. And I'll be like, Marley, none of those things are real. Like, none of it happened. <laughs> so it took her a minute to be like, oh, this is this is not your real life. And I was like, girl, no. But yes. But it's
0: fine. No, yeah, I could imagine, I I could see that, that, like, it's a hard separation from, like, reality, because you're watching your mom as a young person go through this scripted stuff on television, but you live with your mom, and so it's like, wait, did this really happen, or did this not happen, Mm -hmm. and, like... Processing, <laughs> separating it and processing it must have been something else. So funny. So, so funny. Right. Yeah. And, honey, get them residual checks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I keep
2: watching it, Marley. And she's like, one time I was like, I explained that to her and I was like, well, you know, every time like people watch it because that was my job, um, I get paid. And then she looked at me and she was like, so they're paying me to watch this show? And I was like, well, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Your name is on those checks. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I want to start. I want to start at a place of change. So much change. Mm-hmm. As I was thinking about, like, what how we were going to catch up, you know, because your episode right back then, right, and there's been a lot of change just in the world and in yeah. uh, all of our lives in over two years, right? Um, it's uh that was a really great episode, and it's one of my favorites actually and there's so there's just been so much change for the both of us and i want to know what like the biggest what your biggest lesson has been over the past 2 years mm-hmm. like through all this change
2: um i think it's funny last well, time with the lesson when i was younger when i was like feeling like i wanted from going into acting and then feeling like transitioning out of acting to go into cooking my mom used to always tell me like you do the thing you love until you don't love it anymore. And then you do the thing you love until you don't love it anymore. And it was like, I knew that outwardly to other people, this looks like I was doing it right and well. But inwardly, I knew that I was doing these things to live up to other people's standards and also to not be wrong, right? Like, And so I had to take a step back and be like, okay, who am I and where am I at in all of this? And I think it was hard because a lot of people who listened to that last episode or that orig- the first one, I was in a relationship. And it was like, I knew that, I knew for me, we had gotten to a point that it wasn't what I needed. I, it wasn't what I needed. And then out of that, I couldn't be the person that they needed. And I was so afraid to be wrong because i think our relationship was so out there that i was afraid to be wrong as a as a mother of two daughters raising and bringing someone into you know being a single parent now in a relationship i was didn't want to be wrong i think having came out when i was 15 and deciding not to be fully out for a number of reasons of not wanting to be wrong and then that failing when i invested so much hope into it and so many things were attached to it, I had this fear of like, I didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to let my children down, but I didn't want to let other people down that were like, this is so great. This is our opportunity to see us manifested in so many different spaces, but also I'm defined by my work. So if I if I mess up something or I don't succeed at something, it means like i failed at everything. And so it was hard and I was like, but I felt like I was losing so much of me. And I think to finally come to a place to be out or to find joy in a lot of different things, I began to like compromise who I was. And it I was at war with myself a bit cause I would be so intentional about telling your story, being true to who you are, creating the space, for us to be whole and happy and thrive. And I was, like, miserable on the inside. And I was just like, I'm not... Who am I to say all of these things if I can't even
0: be and do that? I know. It's a, yeah. it's a preacher heal thine moment. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's like a, a, it's a doctor-take-your-own-medicine moment. Yes. Right? Absolutely. But I think... I think there's also a lot of pressure and I mean, holy Barbara Walters of it all. <laughs> and, and this is not what I ever set out to do on this podcast. But I think the pressure put on us, right? Us as people of color, right? Yep. I get a I I understand that I get a pass sometimes because my mother took out a lot of loans to send me to essentially white people's school, private mm-hmm. school, right? <laughs> and I am I am light skinned Latino, right? So like i I understand that, but at the same time there's a lot of pressure just put on us by the world and navigating that the space right already right as people of color already yeah. as queer people already as a woman yeah. right and then and then you enter this food space right as already these things mm-hmm. that you never chose for yourself right And then you got to fight something else, too. And so, yeah, of course, it's understandable. I don't want to be wrong in this space because I've been fighting all these things my entire life. Right. Right. Right.
2: And that's exactly what it was. And I had to sit with this moment and I was watching. I was doing another podcast.
0: One on one. You were watching Yeah. <laughs> you were watching yourself on yeah, the television. I was watching
2: me on TV. Um and I realized no. I was watching these like white kids, these white men in tech talking about how they failed so many times at these businesses to like then do a business that became their big multi-million dollar thing. And it wasn't the multi-million dollar thing, it was the privilege <laughs> of the perspective of failure. That like yeah. failure is a marker for success for them. And while for us failures to your detriment child. And so I had to be like, okay, so I need to shift my perspective of failure. I need to be okay with failing and learning and and like this idea that like I went into restaurants and was very intentional about creating a space for people of color to fail that it was my opportunity to fail. And and be okay with shedding those things and finding the collateral beauty and all of those things. And and it was wild because once that started happening, like not only was I happier, my children were happier, like peace, the things like the things that I wanted out of life felt more obtainable and more tangible. Um and it it gave me hope back. I mean there were some things that died. Like my business died in the process and all of these things, but it brought me back to a place where I was like, okay, well what do I love? What are what are the things that I love? I need to be doing the things that I love and that's how I arrived, you know, at the Sandwich Ministry because my first restaurant was a sandwich shop and I was like, I just remember graduating from culinary school and be like, I want to teach cooking. And then I did that. And so it's like, let me teach cooking and let me make sandwiches and, like, raise my children and really dig into the things for me, for my community, for my family that really makes me happy. And really, I felt like it was hard for me to see the joy in things and the breaths in things because I was... It was weird to be, like compromising my happiness. And then it began to feel like I was living a lie. Does that make sense? So it was
0: like my perspective. Absolutely. But it goes right back to what you said uh, when I asked you about, you know, like lessons and change, right? Um, It was do the things you love till you don't love it anymore. And then you do the things you love. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that applies to, yes, um, you were acting and then you went into the kitchen. Right. And, and so on and so forth, but that also can be applied to relationships. That yeah. also can be applied to to friendships. That also can be applied to you know mm-hmm. um, exercise or, or whatever Ooh, you do it right. Yeah, I'm I girl. <laughs> I, I'm on a new mission of getting. Uh, listen, I'm an old I'm an old lady, and I get up to PE several times a night. But I've created a new rule in my life that if it's after six a.m., I have to stay up. And then from there, I get on a treadmill.
2: Yeah. Oh my God, Exor- you know? exercise! Yeah, I'm really trying.
0: Exercise.
2: Just I'm like, okay, I need to be moving. I need. I'm getting older. I gotta start.
0: Yeah. yeah so listen, yeah. but we also have to be kind. We also have to be kind to ourselves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We also have to be kind to ourselves, and um, and be like, well, you know, I I this is. There's every day there's small wins, you know, (laughs) and there's things to be grateful for every day. So that's that's that space right but i really the other question that's on my mind what i really really want to know and i'm sure it's on the listeners minds too is why is it that when somebody else makes you a sandwich it's more delicious than when you make yourself a sandwich i think like uh, we can you and i I could definitely make a ham and cheese sandwich Mm -hmm. side by side and yours will taste better
2: I don't know that it actually tastes better as much as there was no labor involved, right? Sometimes a gift feels better than (laughs) than working for the thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, we talk about like, like, if I bought you a car, that is great. Long term, if you pay for the car, you learn the lessons, whatever. But it's the reality that if I make you a sandwich, all you did was sit on the couch where I like made the sandwich. I washed the dishes. I did all that. So it's like, Oh, it's reaping all the benefits without the work. It tastes incredible. I fully I uh,
0: yeah. 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 I guess I guess that's the secret. I don't <laughs> know, but sometimes anytime anybody just hands me a sandwich that they made, I'm like, "Why is this sandwich so delicious?" Mm-hmm. I just made this. Uh, I just put ham and cheese between two pieces of bread yeah. the other day. It did not taste like this.
2: You and know? I think that also it's like from a cooking perspective like When we cook it, we're not going to enjoy it because essentially we smelled it. We've quality controlled it. We've done all this. So it's like by the time you sit down to eat it, you're like, I don't even know if I'm hungry. Whereas like if I just am sitting and receive a sandwich, it's like, oh, I can fully enjoy this and sit here and luxuriate with this sandwich. Yeah.
0: Yeah, luxury sandwiches. What, what what would what would qualify as a luxury
2: sandwich? Oh, I I don't know because I think that all sandwiches can be luxury. Um, I think that
0: okay. I'm full on ridiculous now. Yeah. I've moved on to a fully like ridiculous. My,
2: you see, I'm like, hmm, luxury. <laughs> Let me give you my over-the-top answer for
0: this. Yeah, like like you know, <laughs> one of those gold leaf. Somebody yeah. like laid gold leaf mm-hmm. on the bread oh, with like really caviar, yeah. osteric caviar, and something stupid that doesn't need to be in a sandwich. Yes,
2: I'm for it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: Why sandwiches? Where do, where did this sandwich journey come from?
2: Um, as a kid, I've always been obsessed with sandwiches. Um, I think that they are the most underestimated and complex thing that we participate in. Um, and my first restaurant was a sandwich. My first restaurant was nuts. We, um, So I can trace my family back seven generations. And so I started this restaurant with my mother called Pinky and Reds, and we made everything on a sandwich from like family tradition. So we would do like greens, yams, dirty rice on a sandwich. Um She's from the Midwest. So Delicious. We grew up making um like fried fish and spaghetti on Fridays. And we would once a month on a Friday, we would put that on a sandwich. And I think that first of all, teaching them people's perspective is gonna go, oh, I can learn this because I'm I've made a grilled cheese before. I can make a sandwich. So it is a relaxed culture when I'm trying to introduce introduce new things to you or support you in the kitchen. But you learn a lot of things like with the sandwich ministry, I'm like sending our like wrapping up our final email for February. But we made a biscuit, which is like a cut in method the first week, because every week we do a new technique or more than one. And then at the end of the month, we put them all together and make a sandwich. So week one, we learned how to make a biscuit. But then week two, we made pickles. We pickled two different ways. So we learned how to preserve something. Week three, we made mayo and we made hot sauce. And then this Sunday will be the final week. So we're going to put that sandwich together. We're going to learn how to sear a chicken and turn our um, two different kind of pickles that we preserved into like a, a slaw. So it's like, okay, I've made a sandwich, but you've done so many different cooking techniques that you don't even really think about. And you've learned methods. Instead of actual recipes, in a sense. So you're like, oh, I can make a slaw every time I make a sandwich, and this, you know, and then I can introduce this. So it gives people a very fun approach to learning cooking applications without that pressure of learning a cooking application, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because the whole thing is like, oh, I'm making a sandwich, but you're really not. You're, yeah. You're also you are, but you're also doing a whole bunch of other it, things yeah. that you can take that you can take with you, mm-hmm. you know, to to other avenues in in the kitchen, which is uh, a really interesting perspective, and ain't it the gag that you spend all day on a meal, right? This fabulous meal, and by the time you get to the table, you're like, I'm not even hungry. I'm not anymore. even
2: hungry
0: anymore. <laughs> I'm not like, it's so yeah, annoying. This is, yeah. You sit down. Yeah,
2: it's like the eating, worst. It's like, Let me go get a cookie or something. You're just like, yeah, I'm so not all, interested. In yeah,
0: like, yeah, this is all right. Yeah, <laughs> it drives me absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like, I
2: sit down, I'm like, I, I, insane. Yeah.
0: It's back. Oh, my God. <laughs> How funny. How absolutely funny. Listen, this has been so great, right? I want to take a quick break for ad placement because speaking of change, honey, there's, she's, she's making three cents an ad over here. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. We're going to drop in the ad
1: and then we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: Are you ready Mrs. Sierra? because we about to do my favorite part, your favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Update. Oh, I'm so Food oh, news honey you ain't ready girl. Spill the cheese. News update. A hundred eight year old British woman credits her longevity to a daily glass of red wine absolutely right yes, you lived a hundred you lived to a hundred eight right have all the wine but
2: I also wonder at what age did she start drinking the red wine every day
0: I don't know Julia Iverson currently living at the Brampton Lodge Care Home in Warrington, Cheshire, was born in 1914, and though it's easy to point out that she survived both world wars um, and she lived through the Spanish flu of 1918 and has tested positive for COVID twice but um, she says her true secret to her longevity is enjoying at least one glass of red wine every day as well as saying your prayers I
2: love that <laughs> Also, I think I have the very wrong perspective of a care home, because in my mind, I'm like, she's like getting her nurse and like, excuse me, it's 4.30. It's time for my glass of Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Get this. Get this. Her favorite varieties are uh, reportedly Merlot and Rioja. And um, she apparently, her caregivers have joked that she can tell if uh, they try to water her vino down. Um, And apparently Julia loves a glass of red wine every day, sometimes at 7.30 a.m. in the morning.
2: Oh, I
0: love it. I love it. Let me go get a glass of red wine. Right? It's 7.30. I've had my coffee. On to my wine. On to my wine. Right?
2: What else you got to um, Her.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Apparently her health is said to be impeccable. It doesn't seem like she's actually 108, her daughter. Was quoted as saying, She is so fit and strong, you forget she is that age. She has a lovely head of hair and lovely skin, and she's very strong. She can push herself around in her armchair. And although Red Wine got all the credit, Iverson apparently has a couple other favorite snacks as well, namely cups of tea and snack pots of custard. Oh
2: my gosh, that's like, talk about goals. That's like,
0: right? Yeah. All right. I mean, do I have to go back to drinking wine every day? I've cut back because of the, you know, the pandemic weight and the exercise.
2: But also she's like, well, here's my thing. If we start at 730, we're essentially burning off all the calories.
0: Yeah. Time. I mean, and now is it just a glass or is she or or is she like That's really going ham? Mhm. Is she like <laughs> Is it like, yeah, or is it like unlimited brunch Sundays every day for
2: for <laughs> Oh, I need to find her. I've got questions. Oh, this is good.
0: <laughs> we have we have all questions <laughs> and I just thought that this was this was a lovely light, you know, piece of news mm-hmm. for The world that we're living in these days. And so we're going to raise a glass to you tonight, Julie, right? Um, Because I absolutely think we are here for this. Absolutely. A Julia Child-themed cooking competition is coming to the Food Network.
2: So I know someone who's going to be on the show and I absolutely adore her and I'm very excited for her. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know like how deep we're going into this, but you know, I'm also one of those people that like, oh, we should just let people rest.
0: <laughs> why do we have to why do we have to bother her in her slumber? Right. <laughs> it's what you just said. Don't wake her up. She's she's fine. She's fine. We got the books. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> she lives on. You know? She does. She's not going anywhere. Um, I have to shout out Food and Wine for always uh, keeping me up to date on my food news, even though they're not a sponsor. Mm. Um, Apparently, uh, Food Network just announced a new competition series titled the Julia Child Challenge, and it's premiering next month. Each episode features two rounds of competitive cooking. The first round masters the basics and challenges the competitors to recreate one of Julia's signature dishes with some guidance from Julia herself as seen on a giant television screen in the middle of the action. This is where the conjuring of her spirit comes in. Round two is an ode to Julia where competitors must take inspiration from Julia to create a unique dish reflecting their own culinary point of view. Let me start here. Have you been approached to be on competitive... uh, Cooking television?
2: Yes. And my saving grace is always, oh, I have kids.
0: I have two kids and no one here to take and care no of them. And no one here to take
2: care of them and they can't miss school.
0: This just happened like... Exactly.
2: So. I mean, I think that it's not my demographic. It's not my personality. It's not something that I desire. I do think that it, it does help people's careers and it's super beneficial. It's just not for me.
0: I just, I, I ask because... um I have been approached many, 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 many times. Been blessed and honored, thanks to those people who keep calling. Um, but I hate this freaking question of, what's your culinary point of view? <laughs> like, every time. Now, and every time you have to make something up. I mean... <laughs> like, can't, I, can't I just cook? can I just
2: cook? And I also feel like it gets complicated because then it puts sometimes can put people's culinary point of views in hierarchy with like, like if I just want to make diner food for the rest of my life, does that make it not as interesting as the person who wants to like put a foam on everything? And it's kind of just,
0: or heal, heal the world. Right. right? If you're like on a platform or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hate the question, but, um, I don't think I've I've said this on the pod. Um, my face may be gracing your television screens sooner than you think. Really? Um, I don't. I don't know when, but maybe. I'm just going to drop a teaser. Here. Right, because I'm like,
2: Ooh, but tell n- me, no, you can't. Oh, but I want to know. But
0: not on this. But not on this Julia Child cooking show. <laughs> I actually. I, I actually think I'm going to watch just for. I just want to see them, um, you know, conjure her and how they do that on the big screen, you know? And have her be like, oh, hello! Right in the middle of
2: everything. And they all, like, look up. Yes, I'm going to watch I'm super excited for um, the girl that I know. She's absolutely lovely. And her food is so good. She definitely gives me Julia Child's feels, which is funny. Um, And so I'm very curious to see if, like, a part of their personalities play into how they oh, do Oh, they splinter.
0: must. They put, you, they put you through the wringer. Let me tell you, in your mouth, listeners, and for those of you who have not done anything in front of a camera, especially something as stressful as timed cooking, because <laughs> it is stressful, oh um, they put you through your paces, and it is very real. It is very real because there's a whole lot of legal things that go into doing it when money is involved. Mm-hmm. And so, like when when that clock starts, it is an it's another world. It is another world and it is stressful and joyous and crazy and a hundred things combined. Mm-hmm. I, I will just tell you that from firsthand experience. And so, good luck to anybody out there who um is on this show for sure. I think we're here for it, and it's it's something else, and it definitely has changed the way I watch reality t v in general mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah, so. Yeah. And last but not least, on uh, keeping on with the good news, with the good news of the day, um, there is a giant strawberry that just smashed the world record for heaviest strawberry. It's well over a half a pound. This thing looks like an alien. That's firstly. huge. It's huge. It's huge. Secondly, I mean, I, I, I guess I knew this in the back of my head. But I never really realized it till I read this article that like competitive growth, growth, like Isn't competitive thing- like vegetable growth and food food growth is a thing.
2: Yeah, I read this for people. book once. It was called the Dorito Effect, and I forget like what decade it happened in. But it started with like chickens because it would take so long to grow a chicken, and they were like we. They started this competition. And I think that's where we get the, like, fryer, the different sizes. And they were talking about, they they started doing these competitions to see who could grow the, like, juiciest, fattest chicken in the short amount of time. But then they were later started talking about how does that compromise flavor and everything like that. But it was really interesting reading that book.
0: Yeah. Oh, something else I didn't know. <laughs> Why are we weird? We are weird We are weird people. people. <laughs> we-, we are weird, like... Uh, I want to know what, like, went through his head one day, right? uh, Like, just, I'm just going to grow large strawberries and see if I can outdo, you
2: know? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so curious to, like, like how do you, like, mutate a strawberry? Because half a pound is
0: big. Yeah, so, Israeli farmer, and shout out to you, Ariel Chahai, had one of his strawberries certified as the world's heaviest by Guinness World Records, the official weight... 10.19 10.19 ounces or 289 grams may be hard to visualize, but the oddly shaped berry certainly looks more impressive. It's seven inches long hey yeah. and has a massive circumference over 13 inches. That's like it's huge it's huge it's huge it looks like it looks like something had a little shop of horror. <laughs> you know the strawberry developed slowly for more than 45 days from flowering which caused its large size at full ripening stage. I've got, yeah. Oh. He added, uh, has, uh, Elan cultivar has many large and unusual fruits, but it's the largest, uh, shrubbery I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine being described as he has a large, a lot of large and unusual <laughs> fruit? <laughs> It's like on the back of the card. Yes, I, I've often been called a large and unusual fruit in my day. <laughs> hey. I think we're here for this. And I think that's the best way to end food news <laughs> update. <laughs> Take that to your girls. Girls, do you know that there's a really large strawberry out there? And then what do you do with it?
2: What does it taste like? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Is it watered
0: down? Hopefully delicious. It better be. Hopefully delicious. And I mean, that one strawberry can make pie going back to pie, right? Strawberry cream pie?
2: Hello. Is that a thing? Is that a thing?
0: Is strawberry cream pie a thing? Can somebody write me, send me a recipe? Strawberry cream pie. I love that uh, when I start Googling things. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Tons of recipes. Look at that. Who knew? I don't know. Let's get back on track here. What's next? What's next? Right. So we know you're doing the sandwich ministry. What's next for you? What's next on this journey? Tell me.
2: We are. Mo- my family's moving out of New York, which I'm really excited about. Um, and because my daughter is starting high school, so we're gonna move to where she wants to go to college and I'm going to open an in-person school there and really go back to teaching cooking full time. Maybe I'll open a restaurant. Like that's also in the back of my mind to open like a cute little sandwich shop, but it is like focusing on this cooking school. And I want a cooking school and a spice shop in person.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. And you can have that. Why not?
1: Why
0: not? if you. If you build it, they will come. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) why not? I love that. I love everything about that. Oh, my God. What a great day and what a great episode. I can't thank you enough for just giving me of your time, uh, helping me spread a little joy today, you know, and just, you know, so helping me helping me spread the joy and good vibes and yeah. just good energy. It's always great to see you and commune with some of my favorite episodes and some of my favorite things about doing what I do here is connecting with people like you and staying connected and then revisiting revisiting and seeing seeing the positive change and seeing the growth and seeing and you know, just seeing that that glow up. You know,
2: mm, thank you. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. I just thoroughly enjoy it. you. Bring me so much joy, whether it's like, like you know, your Instagram Valentine's Day tickled me. I feel like if you guys <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about, go to your Instagram and just scroll to Valentine's Day because I was tickled with the way you were making that dish. I was like we don't even need to be here anyway. Why are we doing this?
0: <laughs> um why would, because you're alone because you <laughs> got so many comments oh my right? god it was so um, perfect yes those things are are you a TikTok queen i don't even know if you're on TikTok i uh, but feel like i have those things take so TikTok. much time
2: oh, you know what tiktok makes me feel like this is cute but i'm too old to be here
0: mhm mhm mm-hmm. and i want to be there I, same
2: yeah and but i'm like I'm tired
0: so, shout out to my lesbian food wife, Chandley Borges, from Gay's Gotta Eat, um, because she is younger than I am, for sure, and I will slide into her texts being like, girl, how do you do this? Girl, help help grandpa out here. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> like Everyone... Just-
2: <laughs> transitions alone of how they be moving the phone. I'm like, I don't think I'm coordinated enough to be here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust a hip like y'all. Uh,
0: I'm trying, but I'm trying. I'm trying. And it's you know what the good thing about it is because I was in a funk uh towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. even though so many great things happened to me. It was at high I was like on a high and then, like, it all ended. And you know, you yeah. uh, in your mouth listeners in Sicily, like, you do these things and you're going and you're going and you're going and you're in it and you're at this high. And then all of a sudden it's all over. And then you're just like left in the silence. And you're like, wait, what
2: happened? Where'd
0: everybody go? Oh my gosh, you know? the most
2: frightening feeling. Cause you're just like, did the time, did that time and the opportunity pass?
0: Yeah. That. And it's just like, did I savor it enough? And mm-hmm. and you're like thinking about it all and, and you're reminiscing it. Everything is still good and nothing is absolutely wrong. But like your mind and your body just throws you into this like funky space for a minute. And so that's where I was. But so I am grateful that I at least this has brought me back to cooking. And uh, one of my really good friends, Zach, uh, I had dinner with not that long ago, and he goes, I miss you cooking. I miss seeing all this content that you used to produce back when you started in, like, 2009 where it was, like, actually, authentically you just cooking. Right? And so, this, although I it takes forever and it's a pain in the ass putting all this, like, content out because it takes forever. Ugh. Um... It it really has brought me joy and back to the kitchen and back to cooking a certain way, you know? And I get to be an ass about it. Like, all those voiceovers, I'm just being an ass because why not? (laughs) Oh,
2: like, it's so, as a person who is, like, a fan of yours, it's so enjoyable to watch. It's so refreshing. It's so real. Like, I think, you know, there's this like thing where it's like, everything is the perfect shot, which yours is edited incredibly. But it's like, it feels like, yes, that's absolutely the way I feel when I'm doing this. And it makes you, I think watching you Mm -hmm. makes you be like, it it not only does it give you joy, but it does make you want to get in the kitchen
0: yeah it's uh, and i think a little bit is is recognizing cuz there's so much food content out there um i think it's recognizing that it's ridiculous like i'm in on the joke like mm-hmm. this is ridiculous so i'm just going to be ridiculous right i'm just going to lean into it being ridiculous yeah. and yeah you're you're going to see me make this thing and you can do it too but this is this is stupid <laughs> you know like how did we get here how did we get here you know? absolutely oh my god How did we get here, right? Two years later, Cicely, how did we get here? Oh my God, what a great day again. We're doing doing this. We're doing the forever goodbye. I know. I've said goodbye (laughs) to you like three times. (laughs) Give the kids the handles, where to follow you, where to find you. Give them all the things. And I'm obviously going to link it out in the liner notes of the pod as well. Uh,
2: You can find me... um... Instagram, Pinterest, um Sicily Sierra.
0: Oh my god, Pinterest. Yes, Pinterest. Sicily Sierra. Sicily Sierra. Pinterest. I forgot about yes, Pinterest. Pinterest is a whole thing. Yeah. Um,
2: and mm-hmm. then the website is the sandwich And soon enough I'll be on back on kitsch streaming content.
0: Live, we gotta do it. Maybe we, maybe we need to do an Instagram live after we, yeah. after we close out. We'll talk about it. Oh my goodness, what a great day and a great episode! Big thanks to Cicely Sierra, who obviously we're gonna have an after show right <laughs> <laughs> in between the two of us, uh, for just you know bringing some joy into my life this day. And hopefully you felt the same joy out there in your mouth, listeners. The weather is getting nicer. Get out there, get that vitamin D. If you know what I mean, because we need it, get some sunshine, spread some joy, do something for somebody else because the the weight of the world is heavy on all of our shoulders and is a little scary. So why not be that one person that just passes on something a little joyful to somebody else today and, you know, for the time being. You know, carry that with you today. And all I have left to say is thank you for listening to In Your Mouth.